Praise God. Greet you once again in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. What a wonderful time of worship. Praise God. I'd like to invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter 8. It's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Today I want to talk about giving it to Jesus. Look to your neighbor and tell him to give it to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Give it to Jesus. We'll see as we read here. We'll start reading in verse 22 of Luke chapter 8 and we'll read it to the end. Praise God. He said in verse 22, he said, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and, and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. <clears throat> and he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commanded even the winds and the water, and they obey him. And they arrived at the country of Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to the land there, met him out of the city a certain man which had devils a long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. In the tombs, that's talking about in the cemetery. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters. And he brake the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus answered him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there an herd of many swine feeding on the mountain, and they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man, and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake, and were choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled, and went and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done, and came to Jesus, and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and, within, and in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also which saw it told them by what means he, he that was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country of Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them, for they were taken with great fear. And he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. And it came to pass 
that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she was lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive the vir that virtue is going out of me. <clears throat> and when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what, what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But, she, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but, but sleepeth. And they laughed, it. they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she rose straight away, and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' name. We thank you for the wonderful time together with the saints and most of all with you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word and your spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that once again we can come to you, Lord. We pray that you'd open the windows of heaven. Father God, that you would pour out a blessing upon us, Lord, today. Father, I pray that the saints of God would be encouraged. Lord, and be reminded that you're able. And Lord, that the sinner would be reminded that you're able to save him. Deliver him out of the pits. Deliver him from his own sin and his own righteousness. Lord, today we thank you that you see our hearts and our lives. You know everything, Lord. You see the problems in this world. You see the problems in our own hearts and lives. You see the blessings you, that you bless us with. You see how they make such an impact in our lives, make all the difference. Father, we thank you for loving us and for forgiving us, for giving us a new heart and a new life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Glory to God. Father, I pray this day, once again, you'd have your way, Lord. I pray that the ears would be unstopped, the hearts would be settled and ready, Father, to receive. And Father God, I pray that you'd anoint my lips and my heart and my mind. Lord, have your way. Minister to us in your way this day, Lord, that we once again be blessed and encouraged, strengthened, reminded, 
challenged. Lord, that we today be reminded that you are the most high God. You are the lily of the valley. You're the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We love you. We worship you. I pray, Father, you would keep us safe in your care. Protect us from evil, from harm. And Lord, bless us now with your power, your glory, your righteousness, your faithfulness, O Lord. We thank you. We love you in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people said, Amen. Praise God. As we start our reading in verse 22, we see that there was a storm come up. And as we read all the scripture we read this morning, we see that there were situations, there were circumstances, there was trouble, but Jesus, he was there with them. Why did Jesus come? Look how they were going over the disciples and Jesus, they were out on the boat and Jesus went to sleep and a storm came up. Where did they go for their help? They went and they woke him up. They said, Jesus, we have problems. Today, my question to you is, is that what you do when you have issues? Is that what you and I do when we have problems in life? When the storms of life come and they bounce us around and it said that there, the water was in the boat. They were going to perish. Do we call upon the name of Jesus? Do we go shake him and say, Lord, I need your help? Or do we go around and tell everybody else? Or maybe we are afraid and we forget about calling out to the Lord Jesus Christ. They woke him up and he stilled the storm. He set them free and kept them safe. Glory to God. Glory to God. He said they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. But when Jesus came on the scene... When, when he awoke and he spoke, they said, Who is this man that even the water and the wind listens to him? Something that always makes me smile and, and it's actually a little bit of a challenge is that's the power that God has given you and me. He has. The power of God is an amazing power. It's not just some diesel power. It is a Holy Ghost power. It's power that comes from the throne room of God. It's power that comes when God opens the windows of heaven. That kind of power. It's the power that comes when Jesus Christ comes and dwells in your hearts and your lives. He makes the difference. He makes the impact. Can I have an amen? Glory to God. We see that the disciples, their first place to go was to Jesus. Today I trust that's our place to go. We give it to Jesus. Sometimes in life, when the, when the life gets going rough, and when there's difficulties, there's situations in life, there's storms of life, and we're tempted to be afraid. You know, sometimes it's so bad, we're like, oh, are we going to make this thing? But when we give it to Jesus, it makes a big difference. Amen. He knows it all. He already knows. He sees it. He knows what's going on. 
I want to go on down to that. We have four situations here in this chapter today that we read. First one is what I touched on about the, the storm that came on the ship. The next one is about Jairus. Look what, uh, wait a minute. It's about the, the demons, the man that came out there and, and he was possessed with the demons. And Jesus came on the scene. Jairus, he came, he fell down before Jesus. He was pleading that his, he would come and heal his daughter, his only daughter, 12 years old, sick, dying. And then it was the woman with the blood issue for, for quite a few years. And what happened there? Jesus again. She fell down. She reached out. See, you, something I see today, what, what was going on when Jesus was there, is the people were reaching out to him. Today for us, brothers and sisters, when there's problems in life, when there's blessings in life, what do we do? We reach out to him. We give it to Jesus. We give him the praise. We give him the glory. And we give him our problems. We give him our struggles. We give him everything. He wants us to do that. We see that is what happened here. You see that in this short, just in these few verses, we see so much examples. It's kind of what covers everything in our lives. The storms of life can really rock our boat, so to speak. Storms of life come, and sometimes those are the worst ones. Sometimes there's people involved rocking that boat that you are totally surprised. Because what happens, the devil doesn't really mind who he can use as long as somebody's available. It can be your best friend or one of your friends even come and, and they start, let's look at this chair. We see this chair here, he's nice and solid. Maybe you're sitting in there and this is your boat, okay? This is the boat today. And all at once, it starts a little bit shaking. And you're like, what is, you know, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Your friends are all around. You think they love you. They're just fine with you. But you kind of have made a step. You know, you're kind of giving it to Jesus. Or you kind of were holding back. But all at once, you're giving it to Jesus. And the chair, you know, the boat is starting to bang around and rocking. And you think you're safe because the friends are there. The friends are around you. Remember. Remember, the friends are still there. Oh, going over backwards now. Remember, sometimes when those friends see that you're giving it to Jesus, they're not pleased with that. They haven't given it to Jesus. They don't want you to challenge their lives and their hearts. They want you to stay like you are because they're comfortable around you. You haven't been faithful to Him. You haven't been giving it to Jesus. They've they seen that your boat was being rocked. And now instead of helping you, encouraging you, give it all. They say, let me rock that chair. Let me rock that boat. Let me throw it over. Oh, what is happening now? And all at once you wake up and you say, wait a minute. Who tipped that thing over? Oh, I was asking them for help. I forgot I was going to go give it to Jesus. But, but then I turned around and, and I was listening to my friends. I was listening to those that I thought are there for me. Remember, no matter how close a friend you have here on this side, 
there's always that chance that you will be let down. But when Jesus Christ is your best friend, your closest friend, he will never let you down. He might even be times where he says, well, let, let him tip over for a little bit. That's the only way I'll get their attention. See that? Maybe he sees that the only way to get your attention is to let that ship tip over. Let that life, let that storm of life get so bad that you're, you're laying underneath the boat and you're looking up and you're saying, Oh, my Lord and my God, where have you been? And he'll say, I've been here all the time. You just haven't given it to me. You haven't allowed me to come and take this. You haven't allowed me to steal the storm. You haven't asked me to steal the storm. You were depending on your friends. You were depending on that certain church. You were depending on the certain people. And you say, oh, Lord, help me. What will he do? He, he's not going to say, well, no, you can suffer a while. When you ask him, if you think Jesus is with you and the storm is getting bad, cry out to him. Cry out to him. And remember the power that he has given you. And remember, something you don't want to forget is rebuke the devil. Rebuke the devil. What did Jesus say to Peter? <laughs> he said, get thee behind me, Satan. Come on, church. Are you with me this morning? See, don't be intimidated with the enemy. Allow Christ to come in and make an impact and a difference in your life. And when you say that you're born again, live like you're born again. And when you say you're born again, act like you're born again. Speak like you're born again. And when the storms of life come, allow Jesus to come in. Take it by the horns. And say, here you go, Jesus. Remember, don't wait to call upon Jesus until you have a storm and say, oh, Lord, come on in. Help me. Help me with get this thing back on track. Allow him to be your steering wheel of your life. Then when the storms of life come, he's in control. The ship might rock a little bit, but it's not going to flip over. See that? Remember? Remember when Jesus came in the temple and tipped over those tables? They were at the right place, but the heart wasn't in the right place. You can be here today and you can think, well, I'm at church. And you are, praise God. But there might be something in our hearts, might be something in there that needs to change. And if your table in that little heart today has too many things on there, even one thing, something in there that needs to be delivered, then give it to Jesus. Let him come in there maybe. Tip over that table. Tip it over. Don't get mad at Jesus when he tips over that table. When he rocks your ship, say, thank you, Lord, I needed it. He doesn't, he doesn't tip over your tables in that heart, or he doesn't tip over the ship of your, of your life unless there's a purpose for it. He has a plan. God wants people that are holy and just, that are sold out to him. His people, remember, are washed in the blood. He doesn't want some people that say they're born again. They love Jesus, but they live like the world, and they act like the devil himself. 
Look what he said there. He said, when he came over there on the other side, there was a man. He said, there was a certain man that had devils for a long time. Oh, no, today people don't have devils, everybody says. That's not true. We don't need to have devils, but people can have devils. But look at what, what's going on here. Jesus spoke to him and he said, oh, don't, don't trouble me now. See, the demons were scared. If there's a demon messing with you, give it to Jesus. Because when Jesus Christ comes on the scene, when he comes there, remember, the devil also believe. The devils believe, but they tremble. Do you know that the devil knows the word of God? He knows. Yes. He knows the word of God. So what happened here? It says in verse 28, when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice, he said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of God? Look at that. The Most High. He said, I beseech thee, torment me not. And Jesus asked him in verse 30, he said, saying, what is thy name? And he said, legion, many devils in him. But you know what I see here? The beauty, when Jesus, when he gave it to Jesus, when he allowed him to come, the devils left him, and they went into the swine, and the swine all went absolutely crazy. And where did they go? They went down over the cliff, and they all drowned. Remember today, maybe, maybe you are dealing with something. Maybe there's a demon messing with you. Maybe, I said, if there's something like that, give it to Jesus. Today, there's too many times people don't believe in those kind of things. And the devil loves that when they don't believe that. Why? Because then he can live there. He don't care if you proclaim to be a Christian. He don't mind that at all. As long as he can hide in your heart. And many times the demons can come in forms of curses. All kinds of different shapes and forms they can come in. And you're saying, no, I, I can't help that. You know, it's just part of me. I know I have some problems, but I mean, you, nobody really understands except the Lord. And he's fine with what I got. No, he's not. That's why he sent his son. He sent his son so that you and I can be free. He sent his son so we can give it to him. He wants to trade that. Look what he did for this man. He didn't even have clothes. This man was, wasn't even normal in his mind because of the demons, the devils. He wasn't normal. But Jesus made him normal. Jesus changed him. He traded those demons for a free life. Glory to God. It's something to look at. It's something to understand that Jesus is able. Give it to Jesus. Your struggles, it's time to lay them down and give it to Jesus. Don't continue in your struggles, in your problems, in your difficulties. You know why you're not giving them to Jesus? I was telling a brother the other day, it's because you love them more than you love Jesus Christ. 
That is why you keep hanging on to those infirmities, to those struggles, to those difficulties, to those curses. You're too proud to give it to Jesus. You love them more than you love him. I don't have to understand, but he does. And I know he's able. He said there's nothing that he can't face. Give it to Jesus, brothers and sisters. Maybe you're holding on to something. Give it to Jesus. Give it to him. Don't give it to me. Give it to him. Give it to Jesus. That's what he did there. Set free. And look what those crazy demons did. When they came out of him, they went into the swine, and they went, they went running. They went wild. No wonder this man was kind of insane when they were living in him. And today you wonder why some people are just plain crazy. They're, they're insane the way they live. Remember, there's demons there. And they're in charge of their life. That's why. And they just, they just have so much problems. Yeah, because that's the spirit of the devil. He loves that. He wants to have them so wrapped up they can't even help themselves. They don't know what they're doing. And then comes Jairus and falls down before Jesus. See that? One time they come. The disciples came and woke up Jesus. The man possessed with the devil, he came and fell down before Jesus. Jairus came and he fell down before Jesus. Look at that. The woman reached out and touched him, and then when Jesus seen it, when she talked to, he talked to her about it, she fell down before him. It's the coming to Jesus. You and I, when we make all the excuses, all the reasons, all the justifications, you are not giving it to Jesus. Do you hear me today? Praise God, because when you and I hang on, when we make excuses, when we have reasons, when we have justifications for how we live, what we do, and what we say, and all these things, you're not giving it to him. You're making excuses. Your excuses are not covered by the blood. That is why Jesus came, so you and I must not have an excuse. Yes, amen. And I say glory to God. Look at the struggles in life, the storms in life, dangerous times. Give it to Jesus. We live in dangerous times today. I think the most dangerous thing that's going on in this world is the devil may be turned loose. We're all afraid and scared about the things of the world, but remember, that's only rocking the ship of the world. If your home is built on the solid rock, your biggest concern is, your biggest concern should be, you and I, our biggest concern should be is that the enemy has nothing to do with that home, that it's a home of Jesus, that we have given it to Jesus. What is a home made out of? Jesus Christ is the foundation, the love of God, a safe place for the family to be to be together, to understand one another, to forgive one another, to love one another. A home. Anybody can build a house. Anybody. But it takes love to build a home. Genuine love. When we give it to Jesus, He builds it. He builds it. 
Look at Jairus. Look what he did. Look what this man did when he seen his daughter is dying. She's deathly sick. He comes to Jesus. He's seen what he has left, has given it to Jesus. See that? But through this time, there's so many people around him. Today, I wonder sometimes how many people are around Jesus. They're all running around. They want to be around oh, all these popular people, special people. They want to be all around them. I'm trying to think of the name. Yeah, the celebrities. I want to be around them. Oh, look at me. I get a picture. <laughs> may not be wrong to get a picture with one of them. But when, when that's your goal, your priorities. My daughter shared something on the other day on, on our family WhatsApp that is so, it's 100% right on. Do you know your children, they know your priorities. You can tell them what your priorities are, but they know what they are. They know what your priorities are. They know if football is your first priority. They know if TV is your first priority. They know if watching movies is your first priority. They also know if church, Jesus Christ, family, whatever it might be, they also know if that is your first priority. They know that. They see that. You can tell them anything you want. They catch more they, what they see. They learn more from that than what you and I speak to them. They see it. And see, that's how it is with Jesus. He sees what's in our heart. We try to tell him, and, and maybe we try to uh, be somebody we really aren't, and he's like, oh, come on, John. I, I know who you are. You're not going to fool me. He sees the heart. I said, well, I'll, I'll wear nice clothes today. I'll brush my hair real nice and, you know, look good. And Jesus is still looking at the heart. That's kind of how our children are. You know, they, they like when mommy and daddy are looking nice and good and happy and everything. Even sometimes when they see one crying, they will cry. But at the end of the day, they can see what our priorities are. They can see that. And it's important to teach them and all that. It's just something to keep in mind. They catch so much. They catch it. But you know what? That's good. Because why? When you live a godly life, they catch the godly life. They catch that. They see that. They're like, oh, daddy, yeah, daddy said he's sorry. Mommy said, oh, I'm sorry. I got a little grouchy. That speaks, that speaks so much power into those little children or big children. When they tell you, dads, you're, you're to be the leader in the home, right? Mom and dad, teamwork, and the dads are to lead out. Moms are there, the wives are there to help, to be, we'll leave it at that. But remember that. Just because we are the head of the home, that doesn't mean you're the boss. That doesn't mean you can't fail. That doesn't mean anything you say goes. It could mean that. But what it really means Leaders can also fail, and there must be room for that. If you expect the husband, if you expect the dad to say, I'm sorry, then you also got to give room for them if they fail and when they fail. See that? 
it's not just, well, oh, you, you should have told me sorry. You know, you should, you've got to go tell your son that, you know, you're sorry. But it's important. When they see that we truly love God, when we fail, when we say something, when we do something, whatever it might be. Because sometimes when life, remember, the ship might just be a little bit rocky. Ooh, we're just getting a little bit on the edge, just a little bit. And maybe we say, stop that. And the child is like, ooh, that is mad. It can happen. Now, I don't think any of us wants to do that. But it can happen. Tell them, I, I'm sorry. I, I, did, I didn't want to do that. It goes a long ways. Brothers and sisters in the home, maybe you're like, yeah, I just, I just can't stand him. I just can't stand her. I mean, just a pain, always just, you know, whatever. Yeah, tell him you're sorry. Give him a hug and say, you know what, sister, I'm sorry. I want to practice to love you more. That's what builds up. You know what's important about that? You think, well, yeah, when I get married, when I move out of the house, when I'm no more with this situation, I always have to bow to my sister and my dad sticks up for her or, or maybe it's the other way around. The brother and the mom is always sticking up for him and, and, I, and the sister's just so glad. Man, I hope I get a boyfriend. I just want to get married and get out of here. You know, whatever reasons and things you might have. Because that's kind of sometimes how we felt, right? But remember, some of those things that you practice in the home, you would be so surprised. So now you find this, this such a cute young lady, and you fall in love with her. You know you want to marry her, so you're going to date her for a while. Then you're going to ask her to get married, and there's no way we could ever have a fallout with her. I mean, she's the most beautiful thing God ever created. She's the cutest thing. I don't know how God did it, but it's absolutely perfect. And now you're going to get married to her. This is going to be a perfect marriage. People have not even thought and never dreamed of what kind of life we're going to have. That's maybe a little bit stretched. But it's kind of like, you know, that's what we're thinking. And, and she's thinking the same thing. Like, oh, this guy is so handsome. I don't know why my brothers are so mean. He has no mean bone in him. Not so perfect. This is a real gentleman. When we get married, we're going to show the world. But you know what you're going to show the world when you get married? After the honeymoon is over, you know what happens? Life is real. And the way, many times, the way you treated your siblings, your brothers and sisters at home, oh, all at once, all at once, honey is not quite as cute anymore, and, and he's not quite as handsome as I thought he was. See, it kind of goes that way. So the things that you do, the things you practice when you're at home, when you're young, they many times come with. So if you practice at home to forgive, if you practice at home to say, I'm sorry. When you get married, you'll be like, honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I let you down. But if at home you can't say that, you don't practice that. So after you get married, you're like, no, I won't speak to you for a while. Why don't you find a bed in the basement? See? No, you'll be surprised. It comes to haunt you every time. Every time. Practice at home. Something I shared with the family yesterday, I said, you don't have to listen. You don't. 
They're their own, they're adults. They can do their home. They know the Lord. But sometimes, my grandpa always said advice is 100% free. You can take it, you can leave it, it doesn't matter. But the thing, it's good to at least take a look at it and just think about it. Would there be a blessing in that or wouldn't it be? That is how it is for, for the children at home. Don't throw everything out. If you look at it, it's kind of like an age bracket. When you become teenagers, you know, dad just becomes very, uh, he kind of becomes a little dumb. You know, he doesn't really know a lot. And then once you get in your 20s, you're like, oh, dad is changing a little bit. He's sure, he's getting a little smarter, but, well, you know, he's hanging around me, so he's learning a little. By the time you're about 30 years old, you're like, Boy, Dad, I'm just so thankful for all the things you've taught me. It sounds funny, but it's actually quite real. It may not always be that way. It depends a lot on your relationship. And I believe what God is saying to us is practice. You know, make a practice to live like Him, to give it to Him when there's situations. Give it to Jesus. When you have a struggle with your sister, your brother, give it to Jesus and tell him you're sorry. Tell him, I want to practice to love you more. And you say, well, I couldn't tell him that. You don't deserve it. Well, you don't either. See? We don't deserve it, but Jesus gave it to us. It's free. Glory to God. Can't you say praise the Lord today? Yeah, he, he loves us so much even though we didn't deserve it. But he loves you so much. He said, love one another as I have loved you. There it is. Yeah, there it is. So practice that. When your spouse is really bugging to you, when she's really kind to you, just practice what Jesus would do. Yeah, give it to Jesus. That's what Jairus did. That's what this woman did with the infirmities. The woman had, the, had the, uh, blood issues for 12 years. And she reached out, she touched his garment. And Jesus said, wait a minute, who touched me? And the disciples are saying, oh, wait, no, no, there's a lot of people around, Lord Jesus. You know, somebody just bumped you. He said, oh, no. He said, I felt it. That makes me think of something. Do you know, when we are, when we are in fine tune with God, it's just my way of putting it maybe, so when we're in tune with the Lord, do you know there's times that I can sense in my heart there's trouble. Somebody has a problem. Somebody is struggling. When my dad passed away, the day before, I had a very hard day, and I, I was trying to figure it out. I said, Lord, I don't know what it is. I got to get rid of this cloud, this uh, dark cloud over my head. I and I said, I, gotta, I was trying to pray it away. I said, this is, I said, Lord, help me. I said, I don't know what's going on. It's like it wants to push down on me. And I was just sad all day. I was sad. I couldn't pray it off. The next day, they said, yeah, Dad passed away. Oh, that's what that was. My spirit sensed it. Isn't that something? That is when we walk with Him. And maybe it's also a difference in discernment and sensitivity and all that. But that's something that I deal with. Sometimes I can tell somebody is, 
just having a hard time, just something. I may not know what. And so I just pray for them. And then all at once they call or text me and say, yeah, could you pray for me this and this? I just thank God. He loves us so much. And when we love one another so much, that is when those things come with that. But when you don't really care, you're just kind of your own person, you, you know, and you're not going to sense that. You're not into that. You're not interested in worrying about other people's issues. We shouldn't worry about them. That's why we give it to Jesus. That's why we give it to, to Him. Like this woman that you had, this, can you imagine having these problems with a blood issue for 12 years? Can you imagine that? Glory to God. God doesn't just heal in other countries. God heals in America if we allow Him to. Can I have an amen? If you give it to Jesus, He's able Maybe it's just a life situation. Maybe there's just drama. Maybe there's just stress. Maybe there's distress. Maybe there's problems in life, just plain and simple. Maybe there's storms of life. Maybe there's tough times. Maybe there's heartaches. I know somebody shared with me uh, not too long ago, they said that I was asking, how are you guys doing, you know, in the spiritual life? And they said, not very good. Oh. And they gave me the reason, and I'm like, and you know what their reason was? When one of their family passed away, the pastor never came to their house, never called them, never sent them a card, never showed to them that he cared and to sympathize with them and to share love. And they said, that was it. We decided we don't need church no more. Wow. Yes. Pastors shouldn't do that, I know. But remember, just because the pastor didn't do what he should. Remember what I always tell you? When there's a problem in a marriage and the one at fault causes a bad deal. So many times you see the other one that was not at fault causes a bigger deal. That's what happened here. But they realize that now. But you think about that. Let's be there for each other. Love one another. Show them that we care. You lost a loved one. Maybe you lost a loved one. You're grieving. You need time with that. Give it to Jesus. Maybe there's disappointments. Give it to Jesus. Maybe there's sickness. Give it to Jesus. See? Give it to Him. Trials and tribulations, times of loss, battles, all kinds of things. Give it to Him. Demonic spirits you're working with. Demons, devil attacks and struggles all come it's such a mess when they attack the people and they're not aware of it and, and they call it all kinds of things. No, give it to Jesus. You got to stay with Jesus. If you expect to stay with Jesus in the end, you got to stay with him now. You don't live for the devil now in the world. Live for the world and then later when Jesus comes back, you say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. He said, well, you had your chance. I, I kept warning you. I kept reminding you. I'll take it. I'll trade it for a crown in heaven. And he said, oh, I'll do it later. I, you know, I'm busy right now. Give it to Jesus. Look what he said in James 4, the last part of verse 2, I think it is. He said, ye have not because ye ask not. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock. It'll be opened. What did, the, what did the disciples do when they were in trouble? They went in and they woke Jesus. They said, Jesus, we're going we're gonna to perish here. We're, we're in lots of trouble. 
What happened? The woman, when she reached out, she was healed. She, he said, thy faith has made thee whole. And now he goes over to the house finally, and here the people come where the daughter was, when, where Jairus' daughter was laying, and they came and said, ah, you know, said, Jairus, don't bother the Lord. He said, your daughter is dead. And Jesus said, oh, no, let's go over there. And have you noticed what he said there in the last part of the chapter? Have you noticed what he said, what he did? He said, no, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. And they, they laughed at him. You don't understand. I caught something there. You know what he did? He said, you all go out. See, unbelievers, get them out. They weren't believing what Jesus is going to do. He said, get, get away. How are you? Say, oh, no, they, you know, everybody can. Maybe you believe anybody can come lay hands on you and pray. They sure can. They can also pray a curse on you. Be careful with that. See, that's what Jesus was doing. He said, no, you all leave. See, Peter and James and John or whoever it was, and then mom and dad go in there, and there's, there's his daughter laying. And Jesus says, rise. And she rises. She's fine. They said, feed her. She'll be well. Jesus healed her, raised her from the dead. Look at that. Look what he said in Matthew. I'm going to read Matthew 11, the last, I think the last three verses. Praise God. Give it to Jesus, brothers and sisters. Give it to Jesus. You know, sometimes because you don't grow in the Lord, it's because you're not giving it to Him. You're not allowing Him. You're not trusting Him. You're so proud of that little sin. You're so proud of that little demon that lives in you. You're not willing to give it to anybody. You're saying, I have no demon, and the demon is inside. Say, yeah, I won again. They said, I'm no demon. I'm part of Jesus, and it's a demon. See that? He's happy that you're not allowing Jesus to come in and get him out of there. In Matthew 11, look what he said the last couple of verses. Very familiar verses what Jesus said. He said, come unto me all ye. Yeah, that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. He gives direction. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Give it to Jesus. Rebuke the devil and he will flee from you. Don't give him attention. Rebuke him. I rebuked him the other day. There was a situation. And I could feel in my, I could sense in my spirit that it's of the devil. He's trying to ruin something. And I'm driving down the road and I was just on high gear just like right now. I started rebuking that devil in the name of Jesus. And I said, you are going to lose the battle. And I asked the Lord God to come upon the scene. I said, Lord, you have given us the authority, the power in Jesus' name. And he took care of it. See that? Praise God for that. Too many times we're like, well, I guess, you know, that's my life. I guess that's just how it's going to be. No, the reason it's going to be that way is because you didn't bow down and said, Lord, what must I do? Lord, can you help me? Lord Jesus, I have a problem. Today I'm going to ask every one of you, if you have a problem, I'm going to ask you to come out in the aisle. I'm going to ask you to come forward. Kneel down and cry out to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. 
That is where it's at, brothers and sisters, is give it to Jesus. If you have a problem, if you have a struggle, if you have infirmities, give it to Jesus. He decides. He chooses how it's all going to go. But when we don't give it to him, he can't do that. Give it to Jesus. 